Welcome to Hip Hop and Hoops. This is episode one. I am your co-host, Asad Mulbin. I should actually say Asad Mulbin. Asad is the white way to say it. And I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Shabazz Motan. Shabazz, how's it going? Doing well, doing well. What's going on? Not much. So this is, uh, this is our first episode, as I said earlier. Um, and the, the topic of this podcast is pretty self-explanatory. Hip-hop and hoops, arguably the two best sports um, mm-hmm. in the world right now. And yes, hip-hop is a better sport than the NFL. Um, <laughs> Agreed. I've been friends for about 10 years. When we get together, we like to talk hip-hop and hoops, amongst many other things. But I think regardless of the topic of conversation or regardless of where we are, we always resort back to these two topics, given how passionate we are about those. So we figured, hey, it's 2018. Technology is easily accessible. Let's make a podcast on it. And uh, we've been talking about doing this for quite a while. So so here we are. Um, I think it's a good week to to start a, a podcast with these two topics, given the current events of uh, of, the, of these two spaces, uh, mainly the NBA Finals of 2018 are starting tomorrow, and uh, this 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 means that we've concluded um, the first three rounds of the 2018 playoffs. Shabazz, what are your what are your takeaways? What are your what are your surprises? Who who surprised you? What what are you looking forward to in the years going forward? Oh man! So these playoffs have been some of the most interesting playoffs I'd say in a long time in the NBA. And uh, the reason I say that is just how unpredictable they've been and how things have gone. I mean, usually we see you know, few teams in the East that we know for sure are lock to make the conference finals. But who saw Boston going and taking, you know, the Cavs to game seven of the Eastern Conference finals without Kyrie Irving, without Gordon Hayward? Um, you know, that was one of the biggest surprising stories to me. And then... Another surprising story to me was Portland. Like, like, how did they, like, not even win a game? And Damian Lillard had such a phenomenal season. I mean, he got, uh, you know, voted on to uh, All-NBA first team. Well-deserved mm-hmm. nod. I mean, he's been slept on for years. But the fact that they couldn't even get a game on the Pelicans, who were arguably the, you know, the team – that was the weakest in the, in the Western. I mean, that's, it's, it's tough to say. I mean, they had a, a superstar in Anthony Davis, but I mean, they mm-hmm. lost, they lost another superstar to Marcus and which actually worked out well for them. I thought, you know, like they, uh, you know, were spacing and ever since they got Nico in the trade, mm-hmm. uh, which we should talk about, you know, as Bulls fans, how every time we trade a player away, they end up having a good year like wherever they go yeah yeah that's right yeah um for you listeners out there both Shabazz and I are from from Chicago born and raised 
And uh, I said basketball maturity at a young age. I would say around seven, eight years old, right around the time Jordan was leaving and uh, the baby bulls era started. We saw a lot of players come and go. And usually when they went, they became Mm -hmm. all-stars. Elton Elton Brand, uh, Tyson Chandler. I don't know if he was an all-star, but he he was a champion and an Olympic gold medalist. He became a really Um, good, he became a phenomenal role player. I mean, he was... Mm-hmm. One of the main reasons that Dallas team, you know, in 2011 got over the hump and they weren't the mm-hmm. same after they lost them the year after. Yeah. J- Jamal Crawford has gone oh. and had a good career. Um, and then, yeah, most recently, Nico Meritic had a great, great 2018 playoffs. And, you know, kind of, kind of piggybacking off of you, I was most surprised at, um, Maybe not the most surprised, but my my favorite surprise was the success of the New Orleans Pelicans um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm a huge fan of playoff Rondo. <laughs> even 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 before he was on the Bulls, this goes back to actually watching him uh, play against LeBron's version of Miami. Um, even even though the the Celtics had their big three, I always thought Rondo kind of. Uh, made made that unit click with his mm-hmm. brilliance and his his intellect and you know just being a student of the game and then i really saw that come into play um when he was when he had his one season with the bulls so just because of him i had faith in the new orleans pelicans this year and um i i really hope he resigns there can, and i would love to can see, we say I, playoff round though like are we are, like is that still a thing we can say after um Looks like he doesn't really like that <laughs> to be called playoff Rondo. Uh, he doesn't. Yeah, he came out and said that you know that don't call him playoff Rondo and that you know he's he's a good player like regardless. But we we've seen it time and time again that he shows up in the playoffs. Yeah, I, it's, I it's mean, ridiculous. I I I yeah, I see it as a compliment. Yeah, and then the and my reason being, hey, it's seven games. Rondo has several days to study his opponent, and it really shows. Right. So if 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 I'm him, I take it as a compliment. Um, you know, I that that term playoff player X has been thrown a lot, uh, thrown around a lot this year. Um, I forgot who else I heard it for, but if you just look at a couple of players across the board, they really step up their game in the playoffs. Um, with the biggest example, I would say, being LeBron James, which we're going to get into later in this episode. Right. You could talk about that dude all day. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you know, aside from aside from the Pelicans uh, being my, my favorite surprise of, of the season, um, I was extremely shocked at how far Boston got. I remember before the playoffs even started, a lot of analysts were saying those guys are likely out in the first round. Um, but I was super impressed. I didn't watch him at all during the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did, I didn't even watch. To be honest, I didn't watch too much basketball this season. Um, I don't being know. out, I don't know if that's this, a great this, thing this, to say on this podcast. <laughs> it's no. it's not. It's, I mean, <laughs> that this for for a couple of reasons. Uh, a, I'm this is my first basketball season living out on the West Coast, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm still at my nine to five when these games are starting Mm -hmm. by the time, by the time I leave work, these Eastern conference games are already done. Right. Um, That's true. And then, 
Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the Bulls sucked this year, so I wasn't really uh-huh. keeping up with them too much. And then being in Seattle, there's no basketball team here. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't able to attend any games. Um, there's no games. There's no local games on over here. Um, so that's going to change. Up, but like we're we're still hoping that's, that's going to change. Seattle needs a basketball team. Seattle is a basketball city. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't live there like Usa does, but you know, we I visited Seattle. I think when I visited Seattle was our first time going there uh, yeah. together. So uh, you know, went. Uh, years back and just a phenomenal town so i i think they're probably the most deserving and if that's you know fair to say of every city uh that i can think of in the u.s that would deserve a basketball team i would say it would be seattle would probably be the top of that list so yeah i i'd agree and you know most importantly from from an owner's perspective there's a lot of wealth over here so there, there's absolutely no reason mm-hmm. to not come here. And on top of that, there's a, there's a, there's a big population here and you got a lot of corporate dollars that come oh, yeah. with that big population. So as far as, as far as making money goes, cause I know there are still a handful of teams, maybe more than a handful of teams in the league still losing money. Mm-hmm. Seattle is, is a lock to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, we need a team here, Adam Silver. I hope you hear this. I know you hear it all the time, but uh, I, I think they've said by the time the new TV deal rolls around in twenty twenty four, they're looking at two. They're looking at two expansion teams, and I think Seattle is a lock. And I've heard and I, I've read things about Kansas City um, also creeping up in the conversation, wow. which is it, shocking to me. Kansas City, yeah, but I mean, like, but, seems more of like a college basketball town than uh, for, you know, an NBA team, but hey, I don't... Which it is. I haven't really... But, but they, a... they, have, they have one of the loudest uh, football fan bases by, like, by measurable record, the loudest, like, football fan base of all time, along with the Seahawks. So, as far as sports passion goes, they have it in terms of money or population. You know, I don't know how that's going to work out. But I've also heard um, conversations around Las Vegas getting a team, mm-hmm. so we'll see how th- we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I haven't really thought about I haven't really thought about other cities, but Seattle definitely needs a team. Um, but, I, re- I recall re- I recall reading an article one time that the favorite road trip of NBA players used to be the Seattle and Vancouver leg of their trip. Mm-hmm. And um, don't they, sleep they on the Pacific missed... Northwest. I mean, that's that's yeah. That's the takeaway. That's the key takeaway from this podcast, that's, guys. That's don't it, sleep the on the take... Pacific Northwest. <laughs> in in the words of the great philosopher Hassan Minhaj, don't sleep on the <laughs> Pacific Northwest. <laughs> but uh, but you know, uh, overall, yeah. I would I would definitely say that these playoffs have been exciting. I mean. It was the first time I, I read somewhere that we saw two game sevens in both the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals in, yeah. in an insanely Since, long time. So Yeah, yeah. Since nineteen seventy nine. Right. And uh yeah, and, and and that and that brings us to um the NBA finals, which are starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And you know, unfortunately 
um, the general consensus is everyone already kind of knows who the winner is going to be. So given that fact, what are you looking most forward to in these NBA finals? For me personally, it's um, watching what we have left of uh, LeBron's greatness. I mean, like this guy, to do what he's doing in his 15th season and the team that he has right now, and I know people, you know, want to say that, you know, like he's he's got, you know, so much, he's got talent on his team. Like they have one of the highest salary caps. And uh, unfortunately, you know, the trade that they made before the deadline didn't really work in their favor. Uh, but I have never seen, you know, I'm comparing this to LeBron's 017 that he took to the finals uh, when they got swept against the Spurs. I would say, you know, this might be the most impressive team I've seen him take to the finals. And, uh, you know, just to see him night in and night out, like have enormous games, like uh, like shooting efficiently from the field. Uh, you know, I mean, like, you know, in the last few years, we haven't really seen LeBron play defense in the regular season. But, uh, you know, I mean, he at times, he is like phenomenal. The way he was guarding Jalen Brown out there, uh, you know, during the Boston series, uh, you know, he, He's challenging shots at the rim. Uh, you know, he's doing he's doing it all. Like he he just is, is phenomenal on both ends of the floor. And you know, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing what he does in the finals. Now, do I think that they'll you know, do they have a chance? No. Like I, I, I don't I don't see this series going past five games. And I see uh Golden State, you know, winning uh, back-to-back championships this year. And, uh, you know, that's just how it is. I, you know, the biggest letdown, I would say, for me was Chris Paul's injury because who knows what could have happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, if you want to play those what-if scenarios, who knows what would have transpired if he had not gotten injured. But for what we have now in the finals, fourth straight year, NBA record, uh, two teams meeting in the finals, um, what a what an impressive feat for both teams and organizations. Uh, I would, yeah. you know, it's it's quite amazing to do it four years in a row, and uh, for LeBron to do it with what he's the talent level he's had, it's just uh, remarkable. So, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on who you got winning it? Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty evident that Golden State's going to take it. But what what I'm most excited about is I always keep a level of optimization that LeBron can do it. Even though I know it's most likely not going to happen, I still like to I still like to just have in the back of my mind that it might happen and it just makes it a little bit more exciting to watch. But can um, he do can he drop like 50 point triple doubles like against <laughs> like I feel like the, that's that's what it would take for him to Yeah. That that is what he has to do, but at at the same time, if anyone can do it in the league in this league's history, it's him. And mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, he's still doing things that we haven't seen before year after year. So his his greatest performances might have not even occurred yet. 
So I, I think I think that just the unknown of you know where LeBron can take uh, the next level of his game to is what I'm most excited about. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't looked at the schedule, but um, if there's like three ga- if there's three days off in between games, I can see him going like 46, 47 minutes a game and putting up ridiculous, ridiculous numbers just to keep it close. Mm-hmm. If he can do that, you know, as long as um, he puts them in a position to win, it's all going to come down to who can close it. And if, if you saw Golden State's last two or three games, they had trouble closing the game out. I don't know if it's because they haven't been tested all year or, or whatnot, but th- they've been kind of sloppy with executing down the stretch. And um, I feel like Cle- I feel like Golden State just has like this extra mode that they can kick into whenever they want. And I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Like they in the first half, it just feels like they're just playing lackadaisical. And mm-hmm. and they've been a third quarter team this entire playoffs, whereas like they just end up turning it up in the third quarter. And you know, like you said, like they sometimes they do have stretches where it's like, all right, what are you, what are you guys doing? But then I feel like they just go on like you know, fuck you mode. And then they got like mm-hmm. those, they got like Splash Bros and KD just going, just going crazy from the arc. And yeah. it, it's, it's, it's like, it's unguardable. It's, it's literally unguardable. Yeah. That's the thing. They can, they can put up like, they can go on a 12 or run in two minutes and that'll put the game away. And unfortunately that, that can happen as soon as LeBron goes out of the game for a minute or two. Right. So he might need to play all 48 just to prevent those right, like exactly. 10 0, 12 0 runs. He, he might, he which, really which, might need to play 48 minutes a game for this entire series just for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, leave it, leave, it, leave it all on the floor, you know? Yeah. Uh, Jason Terry's been speculating that LeBron's going to retire after this year, um, especially oh. if he wins. Because he's just mentally and physically exhausted, but I don't see him doing that. I think he's trying to break records and chase records. Yeah, let's um, let's let's save that for another episode yeah. of where we see LeBron, what we see LeBron doing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So many options available for him. After yeah, this we'll, season. we'll talk. We'll yeah, we'll talk about that once the finals are over. But uh, I mean, as a LeBron fan, as a as a basketball fan, I really want. LeBron to win more championships. Um, I mean, he just needs to put a ring on it like Vanessa Williams. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what I don't want to see <laughs> is like that. I really don't want to see a, a three and six finals record because I know like all the LeBron naysayers and haters yeah. are going to just, you know, crush him for that. Yeah. But yeah, and, it's, and it's, speak, it, like... it's not fair. I mean, like it's, a, it, it's unfair to him. But you know that's the whole six and O Jordan argument. You know is something that everyone you know a lot of people are just going to hold that against LeBron. But I I just feel like the fact that he's taken, you know, his team to the finals eight straight years like that is just I think I I saw something where the last two players to do that I think Magic Johnson took his team consecutively like four years and with Kareem they both took their teams like to the finals four years straight and LeBron's doubled that which is you know that is just an incredible feat that 
it's it's probably going to stand the test of time. I don't know if any other player is going to be able to accomplish that after him. Mm-hmm. So, oh man, like I I hope he wins another ring too. To your point, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so we'll 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 see. But this year, I don't see it happening. I, I feel like it's gonna his his record's gonna get blemished to three and six in the finals. Yeah. But you know, we'll, time will tell. Yeah, unfortunately, that'll be a blemish. But I, I mean, I don't hold that against him. Yeah, and um, neither do I. Right, I, I still think that he's deserved. He's deserved to be counted as, uh, you know, a top two all-time player. So, regardless of what people say, I think he's he's deserved that. Like to to where he's at in his career and what he's accomplished, what uh, what he's done on his resume. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like Nick Wright here on, uh, you know, on this podcast, guys. No, I, I mean, <laughs> if, 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 if you're Nick Wright talking about LeBron, you have to get your knee pads out. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, but, but for real, I, th- I think, I think LeBron's biggest accomplishment, um, from a conversational perspective, is at one point in time. Jordan was the undisputed goat and nobody denied that maybe except for Isaiah Thomas, but those are for, those are for other reasons, but there was a point in time where nobody denied that Jordan was a goat. And I think it's an accomplishment in and of itself that LeBron is in the conversation now Mm -hmm. because there was a point in time where no one else was in the conversation. And -hmm. the fact that is, the fact that it's arguable now, I think we're making progress and given that LeBron's career is not over, he can still make ground on that conversation mm-hmm. and only add to his own argument. Because I think it's un- I think it's unfair. Like a Jordan Jordan fans kind of have one or two points. One being the championships, and one the other being how how good he was in his prime prime, like ninety through ninety three. Mm-hmm. And the six and zero in the finals. Yeah, the that... six, the six and zero. But I mean, you saw who I, I, I personally think LeBron has has better competition in the finals. Oh, but absolutely. That's that's an that's that's an argument. That's a topic for another day. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Jordan never faced a monster like Golden State. Yeah, or the Spurs even. Mm-hmm. Right. Jordan Jordan was playing against like fucking. Guys that look like your mailman or guys who, like, drive ice cream trucks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, he was playing against the mailman. <laughs> and, I mean, I, I, it's hard to say what, <laughs> what was the best team Jordan faced, but it wasn't – none of those teams in the 90s, and this is no disrespect to, you know, Gary Payton, the glove, or Charles Barkley, who I, you know, have tremendous amount of love for uh, as an analyst now on TNT, um, I, I I don't think any of those teams, you know, Portland and Clyde Drexler, like none of those teams would have had anything on uh, today's modern day Golden State team. Like I, I think they would have just ran them out the gym with how fast they play now, how many mm-hmm. more threes they take per game, how, how much faster the possessions are. Um, but again, the the you know obviously basketball's just played a lot differently now too. Like we don't have the hand check rules where back then you could kind of control where 
uh, your opponent was going and, you know, it slowed down the momentum of the game a little bit. But, yeah, uh, you know, I just think that the talent level now, like guys are more athletic, guys have uh, developed more and basketball has evolved and that's how it should be. I mean, the, the overall talent level should be increasing throughout the league, like throughout generations Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that's, that's how, that's how we would like to see it go. I mean, especially if you're a fan of the sport. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's only going to get more competitive going forward because these kids now are, they just have more access to information. They, all right, there they you go. Be, they they can they can go on they can go on YouTube at age six or seven and learn, you know, learn Kobe's footwork and um, learn learn Tim Duncan's post moves, et oh, cetera, yeah. et cetera. From from that age, where, you know, we kind of just had to learn our learn learn on our own or like have our parents enroll us in basketball camps. Right. So just from 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 that, I think it's certainly changed. Yeah. And um, hey, man, good luck to our kids trying to make the basketball team. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about only, that. It's only getting more competitive, my friend. Exactly. So I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, what what happens after this whole, like, Golden State era and run and yeah. where the net, where basketball evolves to next. But, you know, gosh, like, can you, like, imagine 20 years ago, like, watching the game and then watching today's game and just being like, you know, these guys just come down and launch a 30-footer. Like, that would have been – like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, okay, yeah. you, you would have been benched for doing that, like two straight possessions. Yeah. But now, you yeah. know, and it's, it's, just a, it's just a different game. Um, but, again, that's, uh, you know, sometimes good and can be bad. I mean, Houston, who missed – like 27 three-pointers in a row, which I think was a record. Uh, yeah. You know, like, I, I don't see that happening in any other era, but ours, like, right now. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it's definitely interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, what I'm looking forward to a lot this summer is doing more episodes of this podcast. You know, we're going to – Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to – I don't know how often we're going to do it, once a week, twice a week, as needed, based on – what's going on you know in the culture and basketball and in hip-hop um but this was certainly an exciting week um there's a lot going on and i know there's a lot of topics that lie ahead uh just looking forward to june mm-hmm. um of, obviously we got the nba finals we got the draft we got free agency coming up we got and in terms of mute all in, right in terms of me Go in ahead. terms of music, and, yeah. In terms of music, enlighten us on the music aspect of June. Like we have so much going yeah, on. Yeah, that's what I'm looking really forward to. We got we got four additional good music albums dropping, um, with Kanye West coming out tomorrow night, um, Kanye and Kid Cudi coming out next Friday, which I've been looking forward to for oh years. Oh my god! Um, Tiana Taylor, don't sleep on her. She's a beast. She's all mm-hmm. over that Cruel Summer album, which I did not know actually mm-hmm. until today. So I went back and listened to that. She's really fucking good. Shout out to Iman Shumpert for putting that in the bag. Shout out Iman Shumpert. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago's finest, West Side, baby. Yep. And uh, hey, man, don't forget about Nas either. He might have said hip hop was dead and he might have been the reason why. I don't know, but <laughs> Kanye is certainly bringing him back to life, I hope, uh, in a month or so. And somewhere in between all that, we got Drizzy Drake 
dropping his project. Oh man! And uh, I, you know, I'm just excited. Beef or not, with Pusha T, beef or not, I'm just excited that we got this much good music coming out. I'm just curious now, you know, are all these guys back in the lab getting ready for battle? Oh man, I, I'm, you know, I'm with you on that. Uh, at point a hundred percent, I'm just excited for a great month of music to come and it's been what a great year for hip-hop so far um yeah. you know like we we've had a tremendous year so far and we got so much more to look forward to so i you know i'm looking forward to all these albums that you just mentioned um especially you know good music coming out with an album every week is you know pretty timely uh you know According to our word, Drake is dropping his album. So, you know, shout out to Good Music. Shout out to them for doing their thing right now. And uh, we'll see. We'll see as far as the rap beefs go, what mm-hmm. takes place. I think it's still still early to call it. But we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. And shout out to yeah, my guy well, Cole, because I think he, he might have had one of the most underrated albums this year. Uh, with KOD, like, I, I think that, you know, out of all of Cole's albums, you know, he 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 deserves a Grammy nod, uh, but it might be too early to say. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that plays out after this. Uh, yeah. After, you he'll, know, the rest of the year. He'll, he'll get his Grammy nod. It's all about the win. Um, but there's going to be tough competition next year. I mean, you got the five good music albums and Drake. So he'll he'll be going up against those guys, um, but no, shout out to J Cole for sure, man. He's the reason the NBA playoff commercials have been so nice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a, it's a, what a time to be alive. I mean, it's a great, it's a great month we got coming up, you know. So I'm, I'm looking forward to everything, the June NBA Finals, all these uh, great albums are anticipated. Hopefully we got uh, amazing uh, music, some amazing summertime vibes, and we're just hoping more people tune in to our to our podcast and support us along this journey, and uh, you know, like give us some feedback on what are topics that you guys want to hear. Man, forget what everyone wants to hear. We're talking about what we want to talk about, and if they want to listen in, uh, they can listen in. <laughs> All right, there you go. There you go. We got All right, man. That's how we playing it. Yeah, we'll end it at that. Hip-hop and basketball. Sorry, hip-hop and hoops, episode one. Hip-hop and hoops, episode one. We out. We out. Peace. Easy.